it possible to heal many ailments people needlessly suffer from by addressing one often overlooked system in the human body? Well, buckle on up, as coming up, we have one of the world's foremost authorities on the gut microbiome. Welcome to the Motivation Show podcast, where we interview remarkable world-class experts that help bring out the greatness within you. Top book authors, super successful business people, and outstanding special guests that will motivate and inspire you with their incredible, uplifting stories and life-changing tips and strategies. Our goal is your success. If you desire more out of life, you've dialed into the right show. So fasten your seatbelts, friends, and let's get ready for some high-octane motivation. Now, your host, the mayor of motivation, Eli Marcus. Our guest on The Motivation Show today has dedicated her career for over 20 years to helping people achieve vibrant, lasting health through improved digestive function. Don't we all need that? She is among the foremost authorities in America today on optimum nutrition and digestion, natural detoxification methods, and herbal internal cleansing. Her high energy, no nonsense approach has made her a popular guest on PBS and a frequent health presenter on national TV. I'm excited to present today on The Motivation Show, Brenda Watson, welcome to our show, Brenda. Well, thank you, Eli. I'm very happy to be here and help whoever I can give information. Well, I'm gonna tell you, start with a little story that even you don't know on how I actually <laughs> discovered you. Uh, so I attended this uh, health expo uh, in Coral Springs, Florida, and there was uh, three speakers and you were one of them. And you had this incredible PowerPoint presentation and you pretty much blew me away with all of the stuff that you were talking about. Uh, and here I'm a guy who's popping all these pills, all these PPIs, which we might get into. And you're talking about all these natural ways to uh, affect health in your body that doesn't rely just on drugs. And that's what you know um, attracted me to you. And so I'm very excited to have you on our show today. Thank you again. Thank you. And so one of the things that also blew me away about you is you wrote this 653-page book. Now, I am still trying to work on a 200-page book, and you got a 653-page book that is just, like, unbelievable. And it's called The Road to Perfect Health, Balance Your Gut, Heal Your Body, A Modern Guide to Curing Chronic Disease. Right. Now, that title kind of tells it all. I mean, tell us what your thoughts about the level of health in this country, Brenda? Well, the level of health in this country is terrible. <laughs> we have a, syst a, a, a disease care system in which uh, many people who, whether they start out with digestive problems, heartburn, gas bloating, whatever they have, they obviously go over to the counter and, and, and try to remedy it with that, or they go to a GI doctor, they don't get solutions for that. And, and the problem that we have is we have the gut lining. I want to say this very simply. The gut lining, which is from, I'm talking here, all the way through the stomach, in through the small and large intestine, down through the colon, is irritated in most people. 
Now I can't get into all the reasons that is, some of it's over the counter, too much ibuprofen, proton pump inhibitors, acid blocking medication, whatever it is, and toxins in the environment. So we have an erosion, that's exactly what it is. And I'll give you a simple explanation. If you used your skin as an example, and you got into the sun too much, you'd get a sunburn, obviously, right? Makes sense. But inside of us, that tube is 30 feet long. We have an internal sunburn. Wow. Okay? That's absolutely detrimental to our overall health because here's the issue. Many people have a GI symptom, let's say gas bloating, heartburn, uh, reflux, um, IBS, whatever that is, that they can identify that's in the gut. However, so many people have uh, issues like eczema, skin issues, um, you know, um, migraine headaches, uh, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. They don't think of that as a gut issue because they don't have a gut symptom. So the issue is in America today, or North America, whatever you want to say, we have the, the gut digestive lining is becoming worse and worse and worse. So instead of a sunburn now, it's becoming uh, more like a, a, like a, it's, it's abscessing. You know how you sit in the sun too long and you start getting those blisters on you? Well, that's the same thing we have today it's now eroding more and more and more. So what it means is, just to simplify it, your digestive lining should shed and rebuild itself every three to five days, okay? You should shed off the cells, like skin, like you take a shower. Skin cells rub off, you produce new skin cells. Same thing happens in here. Unfortunately, what's happening is they're eroding but they're not rebuilding. And that brings about, Eli, a host of problems because without the healthy mucus lining, the good bacteria cannot adhere into that lining and proliferate and colonize and do the things that it needs to do. And so we have an ongoing, and I really, you, you said she's been doing this 20 years. I've been doing this 20, I've been doing this almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. wow. And I was one of the first speakers to get up and talk about constipation in 19 or leaky gut in 1993. Wow. And they were like, get her off the stage. She's crazy. You know what I mean? And you know, I had all the GI doctors around, I'm in Tampa Bay and I had all the GI doctors around here going, there's no such thing as leaky gut. You are totally crazy. Do not say that word around us. And I'm like, okay. But now, of course, it's accepted. So that's the problem. The problem is worsening because there's more drugs, there's more over-the-counter that are, you know, easily accessible to people. You know, uh, Nexium's got a dramatic lawsuit against them for causing cancer, uh, esophageal cancer, and the other cancers in the esophagus. So we're progressing but we have the same problem and we have the same problems with food. So the whole, like, I don't even know how to talk about food anymore because if you go on Instagram or Facebook, you've got every Tom, Dick and Harry in the world telling you how to eat. And we have also the food tribes, which is paleo or keto or blood, blood type diet, right? Blood type, <laughs> whatever it is. And so we have a food issue here. 
So, you know, what's good for one may not be good for another. And that whole thing is confusing to people. Very confusing. Confusing to me. Yes, yeah, confusing yeah. Me, by the yeah. way. Yeah. No, but. Veganism, is, is it good? I mean. Well, sure. I think it's good for some people. You know, if they can learn how to eat in, in, as a vegan and be healthy. That's the key. You know, can you eat and be healthy? I think keto, which is proven to be very healthy with some people, and I've got friends with children who have had seizures and things like that, and even the uh, Children's Hospital in uh, St. Pete, Florida has put them on a keto diet. They've done phenomenal. However, this is the problem. I do stool testing. Okay, I just got through with the, a counseling session with a lady. When I looked at her stool analysis that she had done, she cannot digest fat. Mm. Okay, think about that. That would be it's real bad for keto. A, it's not a steak. <laughs> yeah. It's an avocado. Oh, wow. It's fish oils. So what the, what the study showed when I looked at it was you've got a ton of fat in your stool, and your pancreas is insufficient and your liver gallbladder isn't working well. So if you're on, she's not obviously on a keto diet, but if she was, that would not be good for her. Do you know what I mean? So everything has to have its full circle in who it, uh, who it's appropriate. You have to customize it for each individual. It's, there's no right. one size fits all, right, Brenda? Mm -mm. No. Interesting. And, and actually, actually, Eli, I started doing stool testing in 1995 because I, I am an old timer. And, um, and of course, the labs have progressed. The, I'm not talking about LabCorp Quest. I'm talking about doctor's data, metametrics, you know, the, the functional medicine labs. And I started looking at those stool analysis. I, I'm pretty much an expert at it, I pretty think. Much well, with 653 pages, uh, I, I don't think, and, and, and many other books, uh, and yeah. you wrote another book that sold over 100,000 copies. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely say you're an expert. Thank you. But I was, I was made fun of back in the nineties. I mean, people thought, you know, that gut health was weird. Like, you know, I'm promoting, you know, cleansing and cleaning the gut out and repopulating the gut with good bacteria. And people are thinking that is one weird woman. You know so Brenda, I mean? if somebody has got bad headaches or they got eczema or all kinds of problems, why gut first? Because the gut, I call it the GPS it's your radar, it's the gut protection mm. system. And it's the way to get people to identify it with, the, with it, Eli, is you got a radar in your car, mm -hmm. right? Or on your phone now. And that radar sends you to wherever you wanna go. Well, your gut right now, your bacteria or your microbiome that we, we hear a lot about, and, and by the way, just to give people a visual on that, it's the weight of a brick inside of us. So we have three to four pounds of, of the, good bacteria inside of us and they're doing all sorts of things right they're they're managing you know uh, uh pathogens coming in they're producing b vitamins and vitamin k they're doing a lot of different things so the the point of it is when i first started speaking on this they're like wow that's this is pretty weird this one wants to talk about constipation like but i didn't think people would want to talk about it in 1992 but it showed up a lot of them at the seminars so we did a pretty good job. I've done a pretty good job of educating it along the way. So the point of it is, is we are in still, I think the same place we were in 19, the nineties, the early two thousands. It's just worse. Wow. It's just hmm. worse due to drugs. Mm. 
is there just too many prescriptions in terms of uh, like antibiotics? Is that uh, so one of the you, scourges? I'll tell you a funny story. So I'm helping this lady. I'm reading her stool test. This is last week. Going through with her what she needs to do. She's got gas and bloating. She has actually GI symptoms and gas and bloating. Her husband comes in, right? I don't really know him. And they have an exchange. And I, he said, I just got my prescription filled and it's $700. And I went, Oh my God. I said, what are you taking? He said, well, I have constipation. And I'm like, you're taking a prescription that costs $700. And he goes, yeah, cause I, I just don't want to get on a laxative. And I'm like, well, that's a laxative. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just paid. Seven. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go make a product <laughs> and I'm going to charge you 500 for it. <laughs> we started laughing. However, that's what it is. It's like there's too many drugs out there mm. that are not addressing the problem. And when someone has irritable bowel syndrome, that means we don't know what you have. We're just going to give you this diagnosis and it can be constipation or diarrhea. And I will say the other thing about it is I see now in the last probably four or five years, more diarrhea. I never saw as much diarrhea now that I saw in the past as I see now. So the point being is we have massive digestive problems. And if you have an, a, another symptom, like, like you said, eczema, migraine headaches and that, that's still coming from the gut because the gut is controlling. It's the centralized location of where everything's going. So uh, Brenda, you know, take a uh, type A personality like myself or even triple type A personality like myself who's always in a rush. What am I doing wrong? Am I, am I eating too fast? Uh, am I eating too much uh, restaurant food? Is there too much sugar, oil? W what are like the top three or four things that I'm probably doing wrong? I think first of all, Eli, it's, it's awareness. Like what am I doing? Like I, I'm a type A too. So um, the point of it is, is do I sit down and swallow my food down and don't mix it with the saliva, which has, you know, amylase in it for your carbs? What oils are in the food that I'm getting? How much do I eat out? I have pretty much decided that in the last five years, my husband lost about 50 pounds. Wow. And he's very pretty much anal about what he's eating. So I don't really eat out much anymore. The other thing that happened, Eli, that's really sad that I don't know how it happened. But when I started, my biggest, I guess, message was cleanse out the gut. First, clean it out, remove the stuff, uh, re repopulate the good bacteria, uh, restore the gut lining, all these RRRs, uh, re-inoculate, all these Rs. And th the point being is that we, cleansing just got lost somewhere. I think it got lost in weight loss. Like I'm confused about the whole cleansing thing because I, I hear about these 21-day juice cleanses. I mean, uh, it is, what do you make of the juice cleanses? Well, like that? I was a big juicer in previous years. And so, what happened is I started thinking, why am I taking the fiber out of this mm, juice? Mm. Because yep. if you look at carrot juice or beet juice, or you look at some of these juices, they spike the blood. See, fiber, of course, keeps the blood sugar stable, yep. right? Yep. Yep. So if you're just doing a juice with no fiber in it, you're going to spike the blood sugar very high, and especially in the cleansing. 
However, what I started doing is I, I, I have Vitamixes everywhere I am. I have one in the office, I have one in every place I live. And so what I started doing is blending my, it's called blending. So I blend my vegetables because I keep the fiber in there, which keeps the blood sugar balance. So yeah, 21 days on a a, a program where you're drinking the fiber along with the organic uh, kale, spinach, you know, what it beats, whatever you're doing is beneficial. But the most beneficial thing I think that I have found in the past few years is the intermittent fasting. That's what really helped me. I went through a pretty traumatic emotional event in my life in 2015. So I, I, my food, I didn't want to eat. That's my, the way I deal with, with trauma. Most people go the other way. You, you didn't right. want right. to eat. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I do yeah. the opposite, yeah. right? I don't want to eat. So what I did is in 2014, I decided that every day I was going to blend up in my Vitamix a quart or sometimes a quart and a half of this blended drink. And I have it in my book called The Skinny Gut Diet. And what I was doing is I would drink that. And because it's got the fiber in it, it's sustainable. Plus what we have to understand, and I'm writing a new book on this now, is fiber absorbs, keeps the blood sugar stable. It absorbs all those toxins that are being pushed out of the liver whenever you take a concentrated green drink or a concentrated vegetable drink, you're gonna push bile, which is good, from the liver to the gallbladder to the gut, but you gotta have something in there to soak it up or you get what's called interhepatic recirculation, which means the toxins just go back to the liver and get dumped again. So the point is, is the, the 20, if you could do a 21 day, which is, that's a lot, uh, in a juicing blended drink versus juicing, um, that would be very beneficial for people because Slow the, the blood sugar, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I have had a doctor who's told me that I might be taking in too much fiber, right? Because I'm a vegan, and then I was taking psyllium husk in the morning, um, and he said, stuff. "Cut out, cut out." So, so I should cut that out. <laughs> I don't like psyllium. I'm not a psyllium advocate. Now I'll tell you, it's a very soluble fiber and it's not a bad fiber. However, I find people over time, and remember in the early 90s, I had natural health clinics here in Central Florida. So I did everything from colon therapy to detox strategies to all these different things I did. And what I found, especially in women, and one of the things I've got with a woman I was counseling last week is psyllium is very soluble, but people become sensitive to it. And so the better fibers would be something like flax, pea, hemp. Some of the, I, I actually just did a, a, a new fiber, which is the uh, pea, hemp, and flax, more insoluble um, fiber, which gives you the bulking. However, I, I'm not a fan of psyllium fiber never have been because I had too many women that had irritable bowel. And so the psyllium uh, enhanced it. Interesting. So uh, I know you're an expert on probiotics and you even have your own probiotics that you've created. Tell us a little bit about prebiotics and probiotics. Most people have heard of probiotics. Most people have not familiar with prebiotics. So. Okay, so prebiotic, if, if you took a vegetable, like let's take a zucchini or an apple, the outside peeling 
is insoluble, okay? We have to have two kinds of fiber in our body to function correctly in, in the digestive system. One is the insoluble, and that's the peeling of a vegetable or grain. And then in the inside of the apple or the inside of the zucchini is called soluble, okay? The soluble part of the vegetable or grain is what feeds the friendly bacteria, the bifido and the lactobacteria, okay? The insoluble, which is the peeling, is what gives you the bulk. You know, like your grandmother used to say, eat that bran muffin, oh, right? Yeah. Because you need a good bowel movement. Well, the part of that was that insoluble fiber is what gives you the bulk. Because remember, your digestive system is a long muscle. It's just like your arm muscle. What do you do? You take a weight and you build it. Well, the way to build a muscle in your colon or your digestive system is to have a bulking of insoluble fiber. So you fill it up and then the peristalsis happens and you have a good elimination. So you've got two kinds of fiber. The prebiotic fiber, though, what we've done is we have oversold it. And that's what's causing this SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, meaning displaced bacteria up here, calling, causing a lot of gas and bloating. So prebiotic fiber is great. I mean, it's great. However, if you look at the ratio you should have in your diet from prebiotic to, to, to the uh, 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 insoluble fiber to soluble, prebiotic is soluble fiber, sorry to clarify that, is the soluble fiber. The insoluble is the peeling, like I said. You should have a ratio of 75% in your diet of the insoluble fiber to 25% prebiotic. Because remember what the prebiotic's doing is it's feeding the bacteria. So the point being is if you've got too much prebiotic fiber in there and the, the bacteria is being fed too much, you blow up. And so we ha I'm clarifying this now. I'm writing a book on this and I'm clarifying this. We've gotten way over in the prebiotic fiber side and not enough knowledge on the insoluble, which is just as important or more important. So that's the difference. Mm, interesting. So in your book, you, you write the road to health is filled with good intestines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I love. Uh, now, we hear this thing about, not to get too graphic, but uh, how our intestines have all this sort of junk of fecal matter that just sits in there. How true is that? Well, in some people, it depends on the structure of your, so let's move up away from leaky gut, which is what's going on inside of the um, digestive system. The structure of a colon means, you know, we see these textbook pictures like, oh, that looks so pretty. It's like it goes up and over and down. Well, unfortunately, they don't look like that. Like, so there's like narrowing areas in many people. And this can be congenital from birth. It can be from a, a lot of time of eating poor foods where you didn't have enough fiber in there. So um, I did like thousands of colonics in my early 90s. And I saw an unbelievable amount of rubbery fecal matter come out of people because their colon was structurally not well. So let's just say they had ballooned areas, they had narrowed areas where stuff couldn't 
come around, you know, and get out of them. Um, does everyone have that? Let me say clearly right now, no. But there are many people who have structural problems. Let's say, let's take women who have pregnancy. One of the things that happened to women is that transverse colon, which grows, goes across the top, you know, you go up with the ascending, across with the transverse, and then down with the descending. We call it ascending prolapse. What happens in a child, as women have too many children, that ace, the, the transverse colon drops. Okay, and what it does is put pressure on the bladder. So women have incontinence as time goes on. So there's so many things, Eli, that happen structurally that we can't change. Like there's like diverticuli. Let's take pocketing, which is, mm -hmm. you know, you have people have diverticuli. Those are the little pockets. You cannot change that. The toothpaste is out of the tube. You can't put it back in. So if you've got the pocket, you're going to keep the pocket, but you can keep it clean. And that's why many GI doctors suggest you increase the fiber because they know that if that pocket gets filled with bacteria, it causes infection and then they get diverticulitis, which then they have to go in the hospital. It's painful. They need antibiotics and all that. So it's all about like what we were structured with when we came into the planet. You know what I mean? And then what happened to us, how well did we eat as children? You know, how well did we, did the colon function as we got older? The reason I got into this field was because I was chronically constipated from an early childhood. I didn't know it though. I didn't know I was constipated, but I started having migraine headaches in elementary school. I was hospitalized in elementary school in the first grade and given opiates. Can you wow. imagine that wow. in the 1950s? Mm. So that w went on to be later on in life, the migraine headaches, my hair fell out in patches and I, they used to take needles and stick it in my scalp and I got steroid shots. And I would say, why do I have my hair falling out? And they would go, well, we don't know. It's stress. I'm like, I look at my mom, I'm like 10. Look, look, I'm stressed, right? I'm 10 years old. They're now putting needles in my head. I mean, that went on to fibromyalgia, that went on to chronic fatigue syndrome in high school and on and on and on. And I didn't realize until I got really into my 20s and I started studying colon health naturally because I just walked into a health food store one day and went, look, I am so ill and I am not getting it. And this is in the 80s I did that. So I was, I was, very much one of the newbies doing that going, is there something I can read? Because I'm not getting well the other way. So what happened is I learned about constipation and then I realized, wow, I was constipated as a, as or in early childhood, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that you had to go to the bathroom every day. I didn't know that. You would think in the South, my mom would have told me, but she didn't. Well, most, most of us don't know a lot of the basic stuff. I mean, we, we, we know what's going on with the latest celebrity, but we don't know the basic functions of our own body. I know body, what Kim Kardashian is right? doing, but I don't know exactly. what are doing. Exactly, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but how, how did you have the audacity and, and, the, and, and the guts, pun intended, to go up against this, this behemoth medical system that said, no, we have to do it, you know, this way? And you decided, no, I, I just... Think there's an how did you how did you do it well i became i got better personally in the in the 80s late 80s 
And I went, wow, there is something to this, right? This cleansing, this, you know, we didn't have uh, probiotics back then. We called them, I don't know, I think we called it acidophilus, but we didn't have that. And I started think I got so much better. Like I didn't have migraine headaches. I, I, you know, I didn't have the, the joint pain anymore. All these things started disappearing as I started doing cleansing and I started eating better and I changed my lifestyle. And I will tell you, I was this little Southern girl standing in front of an audience. And I will tell you, even, I won't say names, but even the leaders today that are leading in gut health thought I was nuts. And I will never forget it. I was working, I worked in holistic clinics. Actually at the time in the early nineties, the medical doctors were transitioning into holistic medicine. So I was just fortunate. I was in the right, you know, you're in the right place at the yep, right yep. time. You're at the cusp of, so of the movement. I was at the cusp. Yeah. And so I went into that and, and these doctors went, wow, she's got something going on here because we're sitting patients over her clinic and they're getting better by her cleaning their colon out, right? So I'm like, well, this is really good. And so this health food store in Naples, Florida, I'll never forget it as long as I live, called me up and said, could you come down and talk to our customers about constipation? I went, absolutely not. Like, no way I'm doing that. That is not my thing. I do not speak in front of people. I'm really good to clinic. If you want to send them up here to the clinic, I'm good one-on-one. -on -one. I am not a public speaker. And my husband was with Corporate America, and he had been taught through General Electric. He sold MRIs, MRIs and CT scanners. I said, gosh, they want me to go down and sit in front of people and talk about constipation and bowel movements. That, that just makes me break out in a sweat to think about it, right? but I did it. And you know what? They were so receptive. I'm like, wow, there's something here to this. There's a lot of people here that are having issues with their bowels and no one wants to talk to them about it because no one believes it. But because I had been through it myself and because I worked in a clinic that was doing this colon cleansing or clinics, actually I had five myself that I opened up in the early nineties. And so the MDs that worked with me goes, Brenda, we're sending you our worst patient, get them better. And I'd take them in and understand them. And then I would meet these wonderful people from like New York or Chicago that would come down to Florida and go, we've been doing this stuff forever. And they were like these really spry 80 year olds. And I'm like, wow, I want to look like that at 80. Right. And so just the whole thing snowballed. But I still, you're right, Eli, I had to overcome a lot of negativity because even, like I said, the big guys up there today, the MDs that are stouting gut health and all that back then, they thought there's something wrong with her. But I didn't stop because I had a passion. I helped myself. I saw too many people in my clinic get better just come back. You know what, it, what got me the first time, Eli, was when I had a client come in and after about, I don't know, two or three treatments and doing, you know, we did detox with, with steam and stuff like that with the skin. They looked at me and said, I feel better. That magic words right there. That was the hook, <laughs> right? That was three the magic hook. words. Yeah. Three magic words for me. Well, I got fortunate to stumble upon you. I uh, just happened to be in Florida while you were doing one of your presentations. I was blown away. I know to, where you, to, I know to, where you were. To me, you, yeah. you're like a, you were like a rock star. And I ran over to you at your table after the event. 
uh, had a little chat with you. You were very gracious. How do other people find you if they want a consultation with you? Well, um, as you know, I'm the founder in, uh, of Renew Life, which was, I started that out of the trunk of my car with my little herbs that I used to put in the trunk of my car and, and haul around to health food stores back in 1995. I got, I went through a series of emotional trauma. So that company was sold in 19, I mean, in 2016. And I thought, well, I'm just going to retire, but I couldn't, Eli. I had to come back. So well, thank um, God for the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a new company called Vital Planet, Vital Planet, which is a great name. And I am now raising the bar. That book you have, Road to Perfect Health, was uh, a PBS special in 2011. That took the probiotic market to the roof. I mean, you can see when I was on TV, you know, they do the different pledge drives during quarterly times. And every time I was on TV, even though I had no product up there, I was just talking about probiotics. The sales of probiotics in the natural products industry went through the roof. They're like, Brenda, whatever you're doing, please keep doing it. Right. <laughs> However, after, you know, after that happened, the probiotics, you know, soared is, you know, billions of dollars today. And I thought, well, when I left Renew and I thought I had a, a family tragedy and I left Renew and I thought, well, I'm not going to come back. You know, I've been through a lot of emotional trauma, but I knew new science was coming out and that's on strain diversity. So what vital, what I came back to my crew here, cause we were going into pet supplements and um, cause I love animals too. That's my other join the club. Oh, love. I have three dogs and I just uh, had four. I lost one in March, but I love dogs and cats. I love all animals. And so what happened is in, at the end of 2018, I walked into my husband's office and I said, I got to come back. I said, they have taken that probiotic market and ruined it. Let me come back with a new science of strain diversity and high strain diversity because the science is now out on this. And let me come back and do something revolutionary in probiotics. And that's what I'm doing. Thank I'm God. doing a new evolution of probiotics with Vital Planet. So it's vitalplanet.com. It's Brenda Watson CNC on Facebook. And then on Instagram, it's Brenda Watson Wellness. And I'm doing videos now all the time. So if you want to go in there oh, wow. and join me, I'm going to do a boatload of them next week. And I put them out every week on a subject like fiber, Love teaching it. what I just talked to you about, insoluble and soluble, mm -hmm. uh, doing it about the laxative, what's a laxative, what's not, all the different subjects on gut health. And so I'm back. Well, <laughs> I'm I, back. I, I hope people will go out and get that book. I assume it, it's available, uh, you know, where, where books are sold. Uh, right. I mean, I see all the diagrams in there and you cover almost just about every possible malady there is, and it all seems to lead right back to the gut. So in ending here, uh, this is going to have a, a big business audience listening to this show. A lot mm -hmm. of business people like myself and yourself. Uh, any just parting last words that you'd advise busy people like us to just be careful about and how we go about our daily lives as it relates well, to getting back to the gut? Well, Eli, I think one thing's important. From a business perspective, like I had no idea as a little Southern girl that was very passionate because I got well with my gut health and I put 
herbs in the trunk of my car and tra traped around to help food stores in Florida and built a company that Clorox bought, actually. You can do anything you want to if you're passionate about it. Mm -hmm. However, one of the things I found in working with people is they don't become aware, and this is very important for you with your own health. You have to become aware of what's going on in here, in your gut. If I used to have especially type A personalities come into the clinic, they had no awareness like, oh, did I have a bowel movement today? I don't even remember. Like, you know what I mean? So the, my message is become aware of what's in here because what's inside of you is what's predicting what's outside of you. So mm. what's inside of you, how healthy that is, mm. is what's predicting what's how your radiance, how your skin is, how your eyes look, all of that's back to the gut. So that's my message to people. Whatever's happening in here is happening out here. So if you look good on the outside, you're probably looking pretty damn good on the inside. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, our guest on today's program has been Brenda Watson, the CEO of Vital Planet, the author of The Road to Perfect Health, Balance Your Gut, Heal Your Body, A Modern Guide to Curing Chronic Disease. Brenda, you are a gift to society. Thank God you've come back and you're gonna help to heal a lot of us. Thank you for being on my show today. Thank you, Eli, for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in. We love our listeners, and we believe you have greatness within you. If you like The Motivation Show, we appreciate you subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. Check out EliMarcusSuccess.com to hear more inspiring shows and to read our motivational blog. That's EliMarcusSuccess.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>